Chianti's Sportsnips and Prince Newman Pictures and Copley It appears that the MLB has finally come to an agreement with the players about this season. The season will start July 24th and there will be 60 games going from late July to late September. There will also be an expanded playoff tournament. Carlos Felipe Pitcher Andrew Mello, one of the main people involved on the player's side of, of things, says, we are already to get back on the field. In more baseball news, the Mets said that if there's baseball, baseball this season, which probably will be, they will in New York, not Florida like usual. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says, I think New York now is especially attractive compared to the other states because we have such a low transmission rate and is and this is a state that is already willing and able to partner with sports teams so they can so that they can play. The the ninety four year old owner of the Detroit Lions, Martha him has stepped down from her role and has given the job to her daughter. Martha is done him. Martha Hamp had been involved with the team since nineteen nineteen sixty three. When her husband bought the team, she took over as owner in 2014 when her husband died. Okay, welcome to the TNT Sports Show. I'm your moderator, Hammond Alexander. On the show today, we'll talk about global soccer soccer scores that happened yesterday. Go in with the state of the MLB's return and the car racing scores. We'll also be talking about the scandal that happened that happened a few days ago involving NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace. To start, to start, Tom will say some of the important soccer scores that happened recently. Yeah, there were some pretty um, big names that were playing yesterday. Man City played against lowly Burnley, and they absolutely demolished them 5-0. to zero. Phil Foden had a brace, scoring in the 22nd and 63rd minute. Ryard Mares also had a brace, scoring in the 43rd and 45th and 48th minute with a penalty. David Silva added on in the 51st minute to seal 
the tie. Fiorial drew with Sevilla in a high-profile matchup, with Fiorial score scoring in the 39th and the 63rd minute, and Sevilla scoring with Paco Alcacer in the 18th minute and Pau Torres in the 49th minute. Juventus played their first game coming back in Serie A against Bologna. They won 2-0 with Ronaldo scoring in the 23rd minute with a penalty and Dybala adding on in the 36th minute. In League 2 action, Cheltenham Town played Northampton Town, which was a big upset as Northampton Town won 3-0 with Vidane Oliver scoring once and Callum Morton scoring twice. Those are basically all the global soccer scores that happened yesterday. After a quick break, TNT will discuss the state of baseball and talk about when certain players are hitting their peaks. Go? Okay. Welcome back to the TNT Sports Show. Let's start with you, Teddy. What are the latest updates of when the MLB will start? Um, so, there are still a couple things that are up in the air, but it seems like that the MLBPA and the MLB have come to an agreement to play about 60 games this season which is probably less than the players would have hoped for out of the gate. But at this point, I feel like they're just, they just want to get out there and play. And I think a lot of people would like to see them do that too. So personally, I would have also liked to see them play more than 60 games. But at this point, I think that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I just think that the you have to just take what you get just because a lot of people thought that there there wouldn't be anything, there wouldn't really be any games that would be played, but I think that 60 is a lot better than I would have hoped, to be honest, in the past few weeks. Just, just the MLBPA, and they're just all, like, fighting like crazy, but I think that this is a big development. So... Do you think that they will actually start on July 24th? Well, I hope so, since it's my birthday. But I think that it's... I think it's possible, and I think it's probably likely. But I honestly can't say right now, just because if we're taking anything from what's already happened, it's likely that this is just... They're just... There's going to be more disagreements, and it's just not going to be... It's not going to start perfectly on time. So I hope so, but I think that we have to be cautiously optimistic instead of thinking that, well, they did this, so automatically that's just going to happen. I don't think that that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. I also think that since it's a shortened season, we might see some kind of surprise pride teams in the playoffs, especially with this expanded format that they're most likely going to do. Because normally, the MLB season is just so long. The teams that can persevere 
through injuries and all that are normally the teams that are going to make the playoffs. But since it's, it's the season is being cut in half or more than that. So I feel like there might be teams that are always just on the outside looking in or make it to the playoffs, but lose early like the Rays or the athletics or the Indians or a team like that. I think you might see them making a run in the playoffs or something. Yeah, I think that that's definitely a possibility. I think that another thing just to add on to that, I think that the actual hitting of specific players is going to change. And most of the time you see certain players hitting their peaks when they're around 27 or 26. I mean, this happened, I mean, this happens, there are too many examples to cite, but for example, um, Kansas City outfielder Jorge Soler, who came from the from um, the Cubs, he he did so well in 2019, and he hit 48 homers and 117 yeah. RBIs, which is just something that is a, like in 2018 it was dr- drastically worse and even worse in 2017. And other players such as um. His teammate Hunter Dozier, who was, I think, one of the worst third basemen in baseball in 2018, came back in 2019 hitting 279 with 84 RBIs. So I just think that this is kind of a recurring thing that happens when you're around 27 or 26. But I think yeah, that – yeah, go ahead. Another thing about Jorge Soler, he also played all – 162 games for the Bills team. It was just a big lift for them because he was just very reliable. He didn't get injured. And that's just what teams are looking for. And it's just a plus if they're, I mean, obviously if you play, if you play someone every single game, they're going to be good. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah. And I just think that this year it's probably going to be a little different. They're not like a lot of players that would hit their peaks in 2020 if 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 the COVID-19 crisis didn't happen and if it started back in March. I think that a prime example of this is uh, Yankees catcher Gary Sanchez, who I, I, I believe, and a lot of other people believe, that he was going to have one of his best years in 2020, recovering from a horrible year in 2018 and, and a yeah. rather average year in 2019. I think that the main point is just that Many players were destined to have great years in 2020 just because that's the way that, like, history has shown us that that'll happen. But I think that that's, this sort of mystifies the season ahead as that's likely not going to happen because of the shortened season. Yeah, I mean, maybe I think the players that you were talking about that are destined to have their – peak year this year or whatever, I, I think that they still could have good years. I don't really think a shortened season will change. I mean, it can definitely change it, but I don't think it could go from someone who's going to have or someone who had a really good spring training or whatever, and then I, I just don't think it'll change that much. But I, I do see your point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
Right now, Teddy and Tom will tell us the results of the newest car racing tournament, the Geico 500. Yeah, the Geico 500 was a fairly interesting car racing tournament. Ryan Blaney, who was third in the Cup Series, won the tournament with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in second and Eric Almarola in third. Yeah, this... Yes, Ryan Blaney right now is performing very well on the track. This was his second straight win and his fourth since October. So um, we'll see if he can keep that up. Yeah, Blaney has done well in the past few months. Bubba Wallace, who was involved in the scandal that we will talk about later in the episode, got 14th, which is fairly normal for him, as he normally gets in the teens and the 20s in these kind of racing tournaments. Right after this break, we'll look at the scandal involving Bubba Wallace and Teddy and Tom will give their spirited recreations to this horrible act of racism. And we're back. In our second to last subject of the day, we'll discuss now. Ascar star Bubba Wallace and the situation in which he found a news, an object used for hanging in his garage. Teddy and Tom, what do you think of this scandal? Well, personally, I te- I I I think that um, I think that this is this is. Um, this is not, I, I think that the reaction that NASCAR and other racers took was very appropriate. And I think that the, I, I, I was happy to see that they did this, but I think that this just has to be stopped. This kind of thing, um, is just completely immature and unacceptable and they should immediately... Once they find that the person that did this, I think that he should 100% be arrested because this is just, um, this is just unacceptable. I think that, I think that this bad occurrence just needs to be stopped. However, I think that it's a, it's a cause for celebration, as Stephen A. Smith said, that the NASCAR community is joining together against racism. And I think that, I think that the, sports community as well is really i mean first with drew Brees, everybody like his own teammates condemning him for what he did i think that that was very appropriate and this and the nascar community and the sports community coming together against racism is also appropriate and it is appreciated yeah i I agree that it shouldn't happen what has been happening and like NASCAR, there's a whole thing where they decided to ban the Confederate flag from the races, which is probably, or which is definitely the right thing to do. And I think they should have done it way earlier. But now, but people are, someone even brought, or people were 
waving Confederate flags at the place. And I feel like obviously this shouldn't be happening, but I just don't really see what precautions they can take to stop people. Because the people, I'm guessing the people waving the flags and stuff weren't inside the stadium, because then they would have seen it and stuff. But so I just don't, I don't really feel like they can inspect everyone that lives around the track and things and say, don't. Don't wave Confederate flags. Don't put a noose in someone's garage. I mean, they shouldn't have to say that. Yeah. And obviously, they they can't really. But I feel like it should be stopped. But it'll be very hard to be stopped. Yeah, I believe that this is a cultural issue. The fact that people are still still have Confederate flags is shameful. This is this is um. That's something that happened so long ago, and it's a time of horrible acts of racism that are completely unacceptable. And the fact that people still have flags is is unacceptable. Finally, Teddy. Finally, Teddy will tell you a little bit about last week's PGA tournament, the RBC Vertex. Did I uh, did I pronounce Hurricane? Okay, so last weekend was the RBC RBC Heritage Tournament. Um, Webb Simpson won the tournament at 22 under par, just beating out Abraham Answer at 21 under par. Webb Simpson played fine on the front nine, burning holes two and five to finish with a 34 on the front. But on the back nine, he was just spectacular. He birdied five of the last seven holes, and some of them were fairly long putts. He was just very clutch down the stretch. Abraham Answer was looking for his first ever PGA Tournament win, and he actually had a putt to tie Webb Simpson on the 18th green. He had a he was down two strokes heading on the 17th hole, but he birdied 17, and he missed around a 35-footer for par on 18. And another good performance by last week's, or the winner two weeks ago, Daniel Berger, he was at 20 under, so he is playing very well right now. And um, four people were at 20 under par or better, and in this tournament before, only one other person had ever hit 20 under par. So it was a, another pretty good tournament, I'd say.
Okay. That is it for our show today. Thanks for listening. And make sure to tune into the next episode of the TNT Sports Show, which will be happening in a few days. Have a great rest of the week, everyone. Thanks for your voice message, fan from Chicagoland. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.